Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs. A big development in Texas that's a reason for all of us to hope we can begin to regain control of our lives and save tens of thousands of American lives from the fentanyl drug dealers. In the great state of Texas, Governor Greg Abbott has taken a major step forward to combat the rampant spread of the fentanyl drug trade. Governor Abbott has issued an executive order designating the Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations and directed the Texas Department of Public Safety to take immediate action against the cartels. Governor Abbott said, quote, in order to save our country, particularly our next generation, we must do more to get fentanyl off our streets, end quote. Governor Abbott deserves great credit for his courageous leadership, and we can only hope that President Biden will follow his example. Well done, Governor Abbott. President Biden's wide-open southern border has been crossed by at least 2 million, perhaps as many as 5 million, illegal immigrants since Biden took office. And Biden has the temerity to say it's not rational to deport those illegals. But I guess in Joe's impaired mind, it is rational for American citizens to be paying for them, paying for their housing, their food, shelter, education for their kids, and, of course, their health care. Paying all of that for the illegal immigrants and then having their own expenses pushed higher. Prices pressured higher by more illegals driving demand for cars, food, fuel, housing prices, and rents. And what happens, Mr. Biden, when we don't have jobs for all of those people? You think they'll run back to their homelands or stay here and live on our welfare system? Never mind, Joe. It's, it's complicated. Hopefully, we'll be able to simplify things for old Joe come November 8th. Wow, only 45 days away from the election now. It'll be here before we know it. And to give us his reading on the body politic and tell us where this election is headed, one of my favorite folks, our guest today, is Robert Cahaley, the head of the Trafalgar Group, the most accurate pollster in the past three election cycles, a great American, of course. And here now is Robert Cahaley. Robert, great to have you back with us. Always instructive, always enlightening. And let's begin with what you are most impressed with in your latest round of polling. Well, I think what we're seeing is this kind of a, a movement away um, from the center of the unaffiliated and the swing voters much more in line with where the Republicans are. And this this is not completely unexpected with everything that's going on in the country. But I think that there's some traditional polling errors that are continuing. You know, some of it's on purpose, on purpose. Some of it are just mistakes. But there's a, there's a battle going on. As much as there's a battle on state by state, there's a battle going on among people putting out polls. 
because they are those who are agenda driven uh, on the left, uh, whether it's uh, media outlets or uh, some of the universities who are trying very hard to keep the American public from see from accepting that the uh, that the Republicans are going to have a big year. They they tried to re recounter the narrative by, by just overwhelming the polling averages with polls that frankly aren't legit. That are that are, that are you know I always say that the polls are designed to uh, either reflect the electorate or affect the electorate. And so what I, what I see is a lot of stuff get coming out there that's designed to confuse people. This fascination and pushing of the uh, uh, generic ballot, like it is some end out beat all. It, the generic ballot is is as predictive of who's going to win Congress as the uh, popular vote is of who's going to win the president. It doesn't matter right. because it is state by state and it's district by district. And so now, it would be like ignoring this the, the state by state polls in a presidential election and just focused on the popular vote. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly, and, and you've said a number of things that piques my uh, curiosity, and one is trying to uh, talking about trying to uh, effectively influence the 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 result on November eighth by their reporting of polls, uh, which means the polls are absolutely worthless in some cases uh, we know yours are when not excuse me the most accurate among the most accurate and we're also now suddenly hearing and seeing stories and headlines uh, again left-wing marxist dim disinformation make no mistake about it anybody this audience knows that the u.s government uh, is bar none the chief disinformation source in this country Next up is the uh, left wing, the Marxist Dem Party. We're see, we're seeing more headlines saying, Robert, that uh, Biden is making, uh, creating uh, energy and making a move, and there's momentum. Um, when just a month ago we were all talking about the red wave and the possibility of a, a red tsunami, give us the straight dope. Well. The straight dope is let's just cut through all the nonsense and let's look at let's look at four good barometer states. Okay, so we're going to talk about the difference between August and September. In August, all the polling showed Herschel Walker down double digits. In September, we we had Herschel up by eight tenths of a point. Emerson now has him up by two, and Insider Advantage has. Walker up by three. There is no that, that's three in a row. Uh, you know, three completely different systems, and certainly no one would accuse Emerson College of being in line with right. uh, either Insider Advantage or Matt Towery or, or us. Uh, Pennsylvania, same situation. Uh, Dr. Oz losing, re, you know, real bad. He's, he's down 11, 12. We came out and said he was only losing by, uh, I think it was four. And it was what? Roundly, I'm sorry, Robert. Only losing by four. We were roundly criticized. And then within a few weeks, within a few days, uh, Quinnipiac and Emerson, I think, came up at four and five. So again, that is a, a race moving in the right direction uh, for Dr. Oz that 
was written off. Uh, another race that, uh, that we've never we thought was competitive. Uh, There's a suggestion that um, uh, J.D. Vance was losing in Ohio, but now you've had three solid polls all showing consistent leads, four or five points each. And uh, look at in Arizona, you were hearing stuff about how the Senate Republicans and all were backing off of away from Masters. And, you know, we came out and said that uh, that race was in four, roundly criticized. Uh, within a few days, uh, Insider Advantage said it was six, and Emerson said it was two, averaging back to our four. So those are four races that are a lot better than they were a month ago. And, uh, you know, you look at places like Nevada, and we got uh, consistently the Republicans winning. And so what I would tell you is I think that they have tried to create a narrative at a point when uh, very few people are paying attention, which is August. Uh, now people are starting to kind of pay attention. Uh, in the specific case of the race in Pennsylvania, uh, out of just good taste, people were pretty much leaving Fetterman alone while he healed. You know, nobody was beating the guy up for three months after the primary. No one was laying off of, of Oz in those three months, mind you. So now that Fetterman's getting a little taste of what Oz has been getting a taste of, that one's tightening. And and so what we're seeing is this movement back toward it's going to be a, a good day for Republicans. We're, we're seeing, you know, even polls that aren't very good are starting to acknowledge that, no, the economy is number one. It is not abortion that people are talking about the border. People are talking about, uh, you know, how Green New Deal and making their top five, climate change and making their top five. And add to that what we think is the single biggest thing that's happened this uh, fall to affect the elections uh, has been this uh, student loan forgiveness. We've never, never, nothing this year has evoked more uh, just visceral rejection and and people being upset is that. You know, people in America are very generous. Nobody minds helping somebody who's in need. But the idea of asking somebody who's working with their hands for a living to help out someone more affluent than pay off their college loans, that just doesn't taste right. And the other thing we found is when we talk to people who receive the loans, or are planning to get the money, they're saying things like, oh, I owed $120,000, and now I owe one hundred and ten. Thanks, Joe. You covered a semester. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, this is a, right now, this is a society, I think, generally, and I'm just speaking from my own personal uh, perspective, but uh, I think America right now is a society in the throes uh, of a, a vast sickness, uh, whether it's moral, uh, whether it is ethical, whether it is legal, uh, whether it is political, uh, we have lost sight of who runs this country. We have lost sight of how this country is to be run uh, because the, the left of this country is carrying out every day the most intensive disinformation campaign ever directed at the United States of America. I don't know if that can show up in your polling. Uh, but I think it's it, it's certainly uh, 
in my judgment. Uh, obvious as uh, the nose on our faces uh, that that's what's going on. Your thoughts? Well, here's the th- here's here's kind of what our theory is is. You know, in 2016, you had people who were a little hesitant to tell you who they were for. You, you know, we called them shy Trump voters. They, yeah, they've been referred to as, as deplorables and smelly Walmart shoppers and such. And so, they didn't want to be judged. And so, the social desirability bias kind of led people to not being full, forthright about who they were supporting. By 2020, cancel culture was in full speed, and people were just you know, kind of checking out. They were they weren't really taking. They were trying. They, they didn't want to tell you their opinion. They were they, they were kind of. A lot of them were laying out of polls, or they were saying undecided, uh, and the polls were getting it wrong because the Republicans they were able to get, the ones that really wanted to take a poll, were the Never Trump Republicans. So they were taking a very small subset of Republicans who were easier to get to participate in a poll and artificially growing their numbers because they were easier to reach. Uh, in 2022, I think you have a whole different thing with what Biden has done with uh, going after MAGA Republicans. What I see developing is what I call submerged voters. Uh, these are voters that are just, they are very, very wary about anybody uh, knowing what their position is. Uh, you know, now they're seeing people, whether it's canceled, uh, doxxed, uh, you know, having their house toilet papered, whatever. So they're, they're not putting signs in the yards, they're not putting stickers on their cars, they're not posting their opinions on social media, and they're not taking polls. They are submerged. I mean, they are literally below periscope depth until election day, and nobody's going to have any clue what they're doing, and they're going to be hard, uh, virtually impossible to poll, even for us, because we're not going to have to get them. And so I think they're checking out of these polls and we're, we're seeing it. And let me, let me give you just anecdotal from us. We're known around the country. Uh, people who find themselves conservatives know us and trust us. So every day now when we're sending out polls, we're getting people will call us or email us or text us and say, is this really y'all? I just got a call. They said this, is this really you? Somebody snapshotted one of our email polls said, I wanted to answer it, but I didn't know whether it was somebody pretending to be you. I mean, that is the level of skepticism people have. And I'm not saying it's not right. I'm not saying it's not justified. But the fact that they don't even want to participate in a poll because they're worried it's someone trying to gather information on them that isn't really a poll that's pretending to be us tells you exactly kind of the atmosphere we're in right now. Yeah, it's abject fear, in my opinion, Robert, abject fear. And that is precisely what Joe Biden, the Marxist Dems, uh, who are his masters and who run the Democrat Party intended and the deep state. When you see the president of the United States, uh, the FBI swarm his home and uh, search and seize documents in his in the offices, his offices in his home in Mar-a-Lago. There is nothing left. Uh, when you see a, a congressman, uh, his phone confiscated by the FBI as he's standing at his uh, front door of his vacation uh, residence, this is outrageous. And we're uh, Mike Lindell. Uh, accosted by a dozen agents, three cars that block his path. 
in a, uh, I believe it was a Chick-fil-A, uh, uh, Hardee's, uh, another great institution, Hardee's. I love their biscuits <laughs> and gravy. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's a time for every one of us to be afraid. If we're not afraid for the republic right now, we're, uh, we're not being rational. And I am deeply fearful for this republic and for our prospects. I think that's what you're seeing. It's fear. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, hey, a congressman is one thing. But Mike Lindell is, is a private citizen with, a, with an opinion. Like, if he says something that's defamatory, okay, companies can sue him. But that doesn't involve the FBI. Since when is holding an opinion, an opinion worthy of this? I mean, what 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 is what my fear is as an American is we're going to go from submerged voters to people who are so convinced the government's going to know how they vote that they're not going to vote or they're going to vote the way that they're supposed to vote, and that's the threat to democracy. Yeah, you're talking about a Marxist Disneyland when that is the result, because that is the result they're seeking, obviously. Uh, just as uh, some have said that January 6th is an exercise to show all conservatives in this country, all independents, all Republicans, all patriots, that they better not come to Washington, D.C. Uh, with their nonsensical beliefs and the fundamental good of this country uh, and believe in faith, family, uh, and uh, their their country. It is so disturbing to me to see this go on. And I, and I think most people are so shocked, too. Uh, some of the folks I've talked with can't believe the dimension of what we're seeing. Uh, and, and I want to go to that point uh, because we saw this in the silent majority of uh, decades ago uh, when the silent majority couldn't be polled. And I hear you saying that despite all of these positive numbers for Republican candidates, that there is potential that it could be even a stronger result uh, actually on election day. Yes, I mean, and, and, and I think it's it, what we're seeing is just because people are so hesitant. I mean, these voters, are, like I said, these, they're, they're submerged. They're, they're, they're radio silent, you know? I mean, they're off, the, they're off the coast of Greenland. We have no idea where they are. I mean, they, they're, they're submerged until their mission's done, and they're not coming up. No air, this... no periscope depth, nothing. They're down there, and they're, they're not going to do another thing. They don't want to share any opinions. They don't want to talk about it. They just want to – I mean, right now they're so angry, and there's only one way to scratch that itch, and it's to vote. Uh, absolutely. And we're hearing this, folks, from the pollster – who has the best record of identifying Republican voters and including him them in his polling, which, uh, if this is fair for me to say, you correct me, uh, and if I'm correct, expand on it, finding Republican voters. And that is one of the reasons your polls are considered, uh, if not the most accurate, amongst the top three most accurate polls every time, every cycle. Well, I mean, these kind of, you know, they identified as shy voters. I mean, the ones, because we, you know, we have some good techniques to kind of build a comfort level and, and to get them to be honest, a little more honest than they are with most polls. Uh, and they're just, you know, we're not going to share all the techniques, but they've, they've proven pretty well, I mean, proven very well. And 
and yeah, we, we we're very proud to have the lowest error rate of any of the of the national polling firms for the last three cycles combined. I mean, when we say something, you know, our prediction is, uh, our, we have a margin of error. Uh, we try to keep ours below three, and our error rate is below two and a half. And most of the companies you you're familiar with are in the fours and fives. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go through because, folks, I think you're going to be interested, very interested, uh, even excited about uh, what you're going to hear uh, from the Trafalgar Group uh, and uh, Robert Cahaley here today, because he's just recently uh, done some polling in a few of the battleground states. I want to turn first, if I may, to the National Issue Survey on the divided uh, uh, versus unified uh, issue. Tell us about that. Well, you know, the, the, this idea of what everybody's been looking toward is is the, the country's becoming more and more divided. And so the, uh, I'm trying to figure which one in particular we're talking about. Um, let's see. It's from your it's from your uh, convention of the state's action. President Biden promised to unify the country when he first took office. Oh, yeah. Oh, you oh, his, he oh has yes, Biden. You, All right. Okay. You, let me just read this for the audience very quickly. Do you believe he has unified or divided the country during his time as president? Take it from there, if you will, Robert. Yeah, I'm again not staring at that particular one. I've I've got it like oh. seven from them. Uh, so. <laughs> Okay, let me let me just uh, share the numbers in with everybody. Divided, people say that he has divided the country by a margin of uh, thirty-one. Uh, excuse me, thirty. I'm sitting here looking at this myself through my glasses. It's hard to believe thirty-eight percent. Who a margin for divided the country? There's that. That means there is no ambiguity in the minds of almost anyone about the effect of what Joe Biden has done to the country in less than two years in office. There's no question. And it's, I mean, the whole premise of voting for Joe Biden was he was going to talk about unity. He, he, he was going to bring people together. He was going to, going to unite. And, and then you see that speech the other night and you're just thinking, this 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 could be in a movie, uh, a version of the book 1984. I mean, any minute I was thinking somebody was going to run up and throw the the hammer at the telescreen. I mean, it was like, what in the hell is happening here? It's just hard to believe. And, and we and again, we're hearing these words from one of the most, uh, if again, the most prominent uh, Republican pollster in the country and the most uh, prominent pollster, period, uh, in, in my judgment. This is a time where people who are the most sophisticated uh, uh, politically uh, in our country are just as bewildered as the rest of us that this is our current reality in this short a time frame. Uh, it, it is, it is, it's almost impossible to assimilate. So I blame no one for, who does not pay constant attention to the politics, to the economics, uh, and to the pol the politics of it all. Their heads have got to be swimming in disbelief. You've got a certain 
segment of the population, some older, more reliable voters who are just, just bewildered. They don't really, they can't believe this is the country. And just as we've seen parents be very upset about what the children are learning, and it's almost like, and we saw we saw the parent thing really start in the in the summer of 2020 before anybody was really talking about this uh, in 2021, like it impacted the uh, governor's race in Virginia. And for us, the flashpoint, what people started mentioning to us was when they were uh, trying to tear down the Andrew Jackson statue in front of the White House. Right. And what parents were telling us is their kids were like, isn't he a bad guy? And their parents were like, what? Andrew Jackson's a bad guy now? And that was shocking to the parents that now this guy's been painted as a bad guy. So parents kind of started to have this sneaking feeling that kind of a brand new perspective of looking at the country was being taught to their kids and that eventually it would go mainstream. And guess what? It got here faster than anyone thought. Yes. And I think in a strange way, we're probably very fortunate that it did because now there's no excuse for any American not to know that his or her children are being accosted by their teachers as early as five years of age uh, by some teachers who want to talk about sex and gender uh, to them in the classroom. And uh, all one has to do is think back to the, uh, the, the crazy letter from the National uh, School Boards Association uh, carrying the nonsense of the Biden administration and the left-wing agenda on uh, indoctrination of our children. This has, uh, by the way, that set the, the precedent for everything that followed. Uh, a coordinated weaponization of the Department of Education, the, uh, the, the White House itself, school boards. Uh, it was in league with the Democratic Party. I, I mean, people no longer should be surprised by anything that the Democratic Party is involved in. Uh, I, I want to turn to Michigan, Ohio, New York, and Georgia very quickly because these polls are so powerful in the result in, their, in terms of their interest to our audience. Let's go. Let me start with Michigan uh, and a race there uh, between uh, DePerno, the Republican, and Nessel, the incumbent Democrat on the AG ballot. One of the most important races in the country in every state is going to be the attorney general race. Those numbers uh, show a, about a 1%, 1.8% margin. Uh, tell us what's going on there, because, uh, frankly, DiPerno has been a, ignored, if not opposed, by the Republican National Organization, and he seems to be closing the gap uh, clearly in the state of Michigan. Well, I think what, what first of all, I'm not sure which national or Republican organizations are uh, we're talking about here as far as opposing it. There's so many of these so-called Republican organizations nationwide. But what I think we're seeing is, in Michigan especially, people lived really through a lot of tough things with COVID and everything else. And Gretchen Whitmer is a lot less popular than people realize, too. Now, Michigan's fighting hard, and they, they put a, a, a 
some sort of uh, language about abortion and uh, some guarantee of, of access to abortion on the ballot, uh, trying to influence who, who turns out in the fall. And and I, I'll be honest, it might be successful. Uh, that they, they might generate a turnout that, that will not, you know, bear this out. But what we're seeing is this this is a very competitive race right now. Uh, it's, it's, you know, 40, 48, uh, 8 to 47. So, I mean, we're talking two points. And, uh, you know, our last governor's race wasn't quite that tight. So uh, this is a little tighter. And, and you know, nuts has been particularly bad. Whitmer is not uh, particularly, not not as polarizing as Nussel is, but uh, so that that we're we're certainly seeing that uh, that's demonstrating these polls. Well, let's take uh, a little uh, a look at a number of issues. You mentioned student loans earlier. Uh, this is a huge poll on uh, student loan, the, a, a huge and important uh, uh, question. Uh, which you ask, are you more or less likely to vote for a political candidate be, who supports uh, President Biden's student loan? Much less likely, 49%, much more likely, uh, about 31%. That is a huge margin and clearly uh, an electoral mistake uh, based on your polling. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. I think this is the single biggest mistake they've made. And an attorney general in Ohio, we see the Republican uh, there uh, just clobbering the, the Democrat. Uh, we see a tight race, as I said, in Michigan uh, with attorney general, uh, with DiPerno. Uh, as we look at the National Issues Survey to go to GOP confidence right now, uh, the question was, have Republicans made a strong enough case for your vote? Yes is 34%, no is 56%. How does that square up with the rest of your polling? Well, it, it squares up in the sense that we have a, um, we have the, 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 this GOP momentum that, that that's there. And so that they are, um, people are ready, but, they haven't made the argument. Can can the Republicans win this election by simply rejecting the Democrats in charge? Yes. Could the Republicans win by a bigger margin and pick up more things on the periphery if they made a better case for what they'll do different? Absolutely. There's room to grow because you know right now this is just the rejection of the Democrats and and Biden, but. This could be an embrace of another plan. There just isn't a good, cohesive other plan out there yet. Schumer privately admitting Dems could lose the House. He says Trump will win. Uh, when, the, when Schumer admits that Republicans could, uh, I mean, Democrats could lose the House, that, that sounds very good to me because that's not the kind of statement I expect him to make ever. Your thoughts as we close up here? And was Schumer talking about the House or the Senate? Senate. I'm sorry, we're oh, talking about Senator yeah. Schumer saying that about the House. Okay, so Schumer is talking about the House still. All right. Yeah, um, I, I think it, it, it's strong. I, I, I think it'd be a little stronger if he thought that way about the Senate, but I, I think that uh, I think the Republicans are going to win this. I'm not even concerned about whether the Republicans won the House. I think the Republicans will win the Senate as well. Wow. 
That is uh, that is a powerful statement. Uh, let me ask you by how many seats since we've gone that far. One or two. Um, if it's if there's a limited amount of submerged voters, um, high watermark of four. If there's a whole lot of them. Wow, that is quite quite a uh, a forecast. Uh, I and we appreciate you sharing it with our audience here on the Great America Show, as always, Robert. Uh, I, I know you're busy as you can possibly be right now. We thank you for your time. We look forward to our next visit and your next poll, uh, which will be in the next uh, few days. So thanks so much. Robert Cahaley of the Trafalgar Group, a great American. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. It's always an honor. Appreciate it, sir. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Tomorrow, our guest will be a great American who's been battling political corruption in Michigan since the election of 2020. Matt DiPerno is still fighting the Marxist Dems, running to be the next attorney general of the great state of Michigan. Please join us here tomorrow. Until then, God bless you, and may God bless America. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.